0: Use coupon code Kumite RADIO at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite RADIO is MMA legend Mark Hunt. He'll be fighting on December 2nd at UFC Adelaide versus Justin Willis. What's going on, Mark?
1: What's happening here? Just training here, that's
0: all. How you doing? Good, man. Uh... I want to, you know, did you watch UFC Denver? Did you watch the Korean zombie get knocked out? Did you see that fight?
1: I watched, I I didn't watch it. I watched, I just watched the highlights on the, on the YouTube, uh, sorry, on uh, social media and everything, uh, that uh, crazy album, right?
0: Yeah. Everybody was saying, like, you know, it's like a new technique. But I want to go back to Pride Shockwave 2004, the atomic butt drop that you did on Bandale <laughs> Silva. That's a, you know, that was something that was a new technique. Where did you get that technique from?
1: That's actually a real move, bro. You know, that's actually a real move. That's a, uh, that's called the E Honda special. You know, that's a, that's a, a Street Fighter move. You know, so uh, there's a lot of moves in the uh, in that Street Fighter game you can learn. So that's uh, straight from E Honda's uh, textbook. So, you know,
0: you fought eight times for Pride. How would you define your experience during that time in Japan?
1: Uh, it was a great time. I mean, it was a learning experience. Pride was really good. Uh, I mean, it was a uh, like uh, the beginning of uh, big time mixed martial arts. To be honest, um, you know, they were averaging thirty, forty thousand crowds. Um, it was a n- new sport for me. I loved my time in Pride. I think it was a, it was a great company, and um, it was kind of sad what happened to it. But uh, the, the company, the fighters, you know, were uh, were pretty uh, pretty raw. Yeah, I just love, I love Japanese anyway, I love Japan anyway, so, you know.
0: <laughs> now, you know, fighters in Pride, throughout the years, they come out and said that the promotion, they didn't test for steroids, and they kind of encouraged it in Pride. What was your experience with that?
1: Well, I don't know if they encouraged in Pride, but, uh, you know, I've had my, when I first got signed, I had my funny experiences. I uh, I, I met in the boardroom with all the, the bosses, and, uh, you know, and I, first went in there the first thing I said was I didn't even know why, because, you know, I said, Oh well what are you doing about steroids, you know? And I think uh, everyone just started laughing in the whole room. I was just you know and then they they pretty much just you know, they just all laughed and then we just got along, you know um, gold. Like gold. It was like funny because you know I'm pretty uh pretty upfront person and honest and um and I uh you know, I just said what I found, and that was the, it was a, and uh, I think they like that about me. So you know, I was pretty honest, but it, it, the, I was pretty raw and green when I came into that side anyway, especially being a uh, uh, coming from fighting in the uh, in amateur or fighting, you know, just because it was at its early stages uh, mixed martial arts. So um, then I came from kickboxing, and I was pretty, pretty relatively green about doing being a professional athlete or professional fighter so I didn't do anything properly I was always I didn't know how to do things properly to be honest that's how it worked so you know so
0: basically you just went with the flow
1: well I didn't know how things work like I said I came fighting in front of a a thousand seater casino to 40,000 seater arena I was like um how did I get here you know with going from an unknown person to fighting in front of the whole Fraternity the world of kickboxes and uh, you know being in Japan because it's uh, the, the fighters are regarded highly that you know the cameras are on you you, you become a big deal and I came from um, Just a you know a backyard guy to you know uh, making jump chance to be fighting in some one of the biggest stages in the world And not even knowing what I was you know, what I was in there. I was like, Oh wow. This is pretty pretty surreal You know uh, it was it was an eye-opener and um you know it changed. I had to learn a lot of stuff that I, I didn't know about being a professional big-end, uh, big top-end big, big top, 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 top end fighter. But, you know, I'm, I'm still learning. It's funny how it works, you know. So, you know, I'm 44, but I'm still learning these things. It's crazy.
0: Well, now you're heading into your last fight for the UFC. Well, the last fight on your contract. You're in Phuket for fight camp again. You gathered coaches, training partners, and, of course, you got Tai Vasa, Tyson Pedro getting ready with you. Tell me about how camp has went and working with all the young juggernauts out there.
1: Well, for me, it's good. It's good to work with a new generation. You know, I'm, I'm done. I've had, I've been training with Ty for five long time, five years. A lot of the guys we train here with um for a long, long time. It's good to see that they're coming through there. Um, I in mean, Ty's first uh, main events, and you know, one of one of many uh, Tyson's, um, and uh, moving into the top ten. I mean, like I said, it, it's uh, it's great for the next generation coming through. You know, to be uh from our side of the world there's not many fighters from our side of the world but um you know getting uh things professionally done how to how to do things properly like you know not just with fighting with uh, with all taxes and everything like that it's, it's important you know to, to to make sure those things are all, all, all straight um because later on it does catch up to you when you start making serious coin and stuff so um yeah i think it's, it's, a, it's a good time and it just goes to show like uh you know, the UFC has opened the doors for, for younger boys and girls. They, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from. So, I um, mean, we've got, like, uh, Illinois fighters from down under that are headlining cards. You know, we've got the champ, Robbie Whitaker down there. Um, you know, Israel, you know, uh, another star coming through. You know, there's a, a lot of uh, – there's a great talent pool in in the, the Asian area. And, um, you know, there's just a lot more coming through because they can see – um, that the you know the the doors are open for for a professional job as a as a top end uh, mixed martial artist, you know. Um, USC has has opened the doors for these kids, so you know. Like I said, I'm I'm out and I'm nearly out, so I'm glad I'm I'm, I'm out. These guys are pretty talented coming through, so you know. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> I, uh, it's hard to keep up with some of these guys that are training, so you know. I'm just like I said, I'm uh, uh, a warm meal and a and a bed it will do me suffice me anytime instead of. Uh, out there in the in the training changes, but you know, I got one more year, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll hang up the gloves for for good, and then we'll go from there.
0: When this fight was getting put together, Gokansaki, he asked for this fight. Many fans, man, they were starving for this fight. They wanted you guys to step in there. How close were you guys to putting that fight together?
1: Well, I wasn't uh, like I, I said. I I wasn't getting a title shot anytime soon after I, after Derek Laws. Um, I was getting you know, I got uh Curtis Blades, then I got he was number nine or number seven, then I got number 10, and now I got number 12 or 13. So, you know, there's no way I was getting someone, yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't even think Gokensaki is a heavyweight, but um, it was just something that was mentioned on social media, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm down for whatever fight because it's um, you know, I, I, I respect uh Gokensaki, and he's a great striker. To be honest, um I don't think I would have struggled. I probably would have tapped another, so you know it would've been my first submission, but <laughs> 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 But you know, hey, uh, it wasn't it wasn't my call, it was uh, it was the UFC's call and I just said to to my management and I said to you, can I just get a fight straight after this on after the rushing card and um and go from there. You know, I had finished my contract, which is what I'm really quite happy about. So, um, you know, um Um yeah, so you know. Another part of my life coming forward, which is good, so, you know, it's kind of uh, daunting to be unemployed on December the, the 4th, or, uh, and you'll be like, oh, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, and fighting has been a big part of my life for years, now, it's, it's uh, done so much for me, and, uh, you know, when I actually give it up, well, give it up, that's uh, fighting in the big time, which is the UFC, you know, stepping down to some of the shows, you know, who knows? It's crazy, it's uh, kind of daunting to look at it, and... Um, you know, I haven't had time to reflect on the on the, on the past career at all. But you know, it's, it's been hell of a ride, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I, a lot of people are interested in what's going to happen with you after your last fight. Yeah. And I want to kind of talk, talk about that a little bit. You know, you said you wanted to fight globally a few times, and could we see Mark Hunt back in the kickboxing arena? <laughs>
1: Um, to be honest, uh, I don't know, I've always, I've, I've been the best kickboxer in the world. I want to be the best mixed martial artist in the world, you know, I'm not, I'm not it's not going to be with the UFC, and you know, I'll probably try and fight uh, MMA, I'm going to try and fight globally um, around the, the globe, depending on who's available, and if I can organize it with some, some other people, some uh, fights, um, that's not going to stop me from fighting, And uh, you know, fight five more times before I retire. I mean, while I still can do it, you know, me being forty-four and still have a passion for it, um, you know, I've had, you know, I did have a road bump with a lot of the the steroids and everything that uh, you know, that I'm in actually in court with the with the company about. But you know, um, that aside, you know, um, I still love and have a passion for for what I do, you know, mixed martial arts. I, I lost it when I won the world title in kickboxing, and you know, it's come back. Yeah, I came back a lot with, with it, mixed martial arts because it's a whole new a whole, whole new ball game, a whole new mountain to climb, and you know, and it's always something you need to learn. It's just, uh, it's just a, a whole different beast to tame, and it's been, a, you know, it's been hard to try and to grasp it all, you know. And uh, you know, you get a few wins, and then you get a couple of setbacks, and you're like, you know, it's one of those things that you know. But you know, I'm not a quitter, and uh, such as a lot of these other fighters coming through. So you know, I think it's important to try and uh, send the right message out to. Well, a lot of the ones that, a lot of the young ones coming through what we're trying to do. So they can um they can take a bit of that on board and then they'll be fine.
0: Speaking of the lawsuit against the UFC Dana White Brock Lesnar, what is the status of that situation yeah. right now?
1: Uh well, you know, I've, I've just waiting well I can't really mention it so I won't
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know so <laughs> I'll get myself in trouble again like what well, I always do with talking, you know, speaking my mind. But hey, that's how it is. That's how it is, sir. You know? I'm not. I want to be shy from speaking my mind if, if it's the truth. That's how it is,
0: sir. So. What is the relationship like with Dana White right, right now, currently?
1: Ah, oh, there's no relationship. You know, I mean, we used to talk, uh, but we're uh, not talking anymore. It's just the way it is. It's just uh, he's my well, gonna be my former boss, former boss. But it's, it's just work. I'm an employee in this. Well, actually, I'm not even an employee. I'm a I'm a subcontractor. <laughs> I'm actually a subcontractor for the company, so I can't say I'm an employee. Um, yeah. So that's how it works. I just I don't even uh, we don't talk. I just my manager talks to the little company, and um, that's basically it. So you know, I've got uh, four more weeks till I'm out of contract, and that's uh,
0: that's it. Free.
1: Oh, three more weeks, yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> you're free. You're it. free.
1: Yeah, well free, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know well, you know, see- when
1: I came into the company I was I was regarded as the unwanted stepchild. child, you know, it's it's a kind of a hard label to be to be to be to swallow, you know, and you're not wanted. You know, and i and, he, and I'm, you I'm know, you're talking about someone that regards himself as one of the best fighters in the world, even though my record sucks. I, I do still I always felt that I'm one of the best fighters in the world and when they when they stigmatize you by saying, "Oh, you know, you were you', you, were, you know, I'm this dead you know, you don't like that. You know, no one likes that 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 brand or label. You know, you, you can't, you're not like a worthless bit of dirt that you can throw around. You know, I'm a human being, so you know, you, you gotta treat people accordingly. I don't care, I don't care what kind of company you are, how big you are. You know, I mean, we all people.
0: UFC heavyweight champ Daniel Cormier, he really wants to fight with Brock Lesnar. Yep. When you saw this news, what did you think about all of this happening?
1: The the Daniel Cormier and uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, yeah. Well, I don't I don't understand why the champ wanted to, you know would, would take that fight. I mean, he can decide who he, uh, he wants to fight. Um, he is the double champ. I mean, I mean, there's only Conor McGregor like him that can that can claim that title and and uh, DC has done it all clean. I mean, you know, we all know Brock Lesnar's. Uh, He's on the on the, on the, on the on the other side. He's one of those guys that take shortcuts and and um he doesn't deserve. I mean, like John Jones and all of them they not deserve these these do not deserve these uh these accolades. They don't deserve any any opportunities or anything. They they should be banned like all the cheaters in sport. You know the Marion Jones, the Barry Bonds, you know the the Lance Armstrongs. They should be they should be banished like those guys. They shouldn't make coin or, or make advantages of of uh. People's hard work when they're cheating, everyone. We already know this. Uh, we, we see that in other sports. So why is it different for ours? You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, if they're trying to set a proper example, guys like DC, why don't you just say something about it? You know? He's, he's talking about, you know, you know, you need to say something. Like, all the fighters need to speak up about it. Say, look, man, we'll, we'll, I've got here cleanly. I don't want to be fighting these cheaters. You know? um we need to make an example of these guys. You know, we, we shouldn't give them these opportunities and uh, accolades that, that they they're getting. Otherwise, uh, you know, everyone would we would do it in, uh, in society. We fucking cheaters everywhere. I mean, what do we do in society with cheaters? We punish them. But why is it different for sport? Yeah, especially yeah. MMA. Especially MMA when they're, when they're hurting people.
0: Yeah, even though it's an individual sport. I think there's a time for fighters to stick together, and this is probably one of those moments.
1: Man, it's been like that for years. I mean, unions and everything. I think uh, there's a lot of fighters, but they're not real fighters. They just, you know, I I, I mentioned a few years ago about, you know, to a lot of fighters about starting unions and sticking together, but all I got from them is, I got mortgages and shit. Motherfucker, who hasn't got a mortgage? You know, I mean, (laughs) sure. I just, uh, you know, I think they're just scared. they just, you know, yeah. (laughs) They don't, they're not really living their whole life to their, you know, I mean, to what the, you know, uh, you know, for me, I I had I risked everything. Especially when you go on fighting, you risk everything as a fighter. Your whole life, you risk. I mean, you're risking when some guys you know, using steroids, you, you know, your risk goes higher. Because he's he's got far more strength, far more advantages than you have and, and uh, you know, you could die. You know, God forbid someone might die in that sort of situation. You know, who would they blame? Would it be a, criminal offense you know i just uh you know i mean it'll be good one day to if all the fighters would get together and make a union and uh, unionize like the other sports basketball and make it legitimate you know all i see at the top end is just illegitimacy just fucking cheaters making money and 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 and, and like i said many times it pays to, it pays the cheat nowadays you know some guy would take uh take being caught, the punishments aren't being enforced. Then you know they get caught. And they said, "I oh, don't give a fuck. I just made a couple million dollars. See you later. See you in a, see you see in a year of it. You know, you know, I mean, the the you know, hopefully it changes uh, in the next few years with different stuff. You know, with me when I wanted to put my claws in with, with fighting, I don't mind fighting guys, but um, you know, if it clearly stated in the contract about different. Uh, Using steroids or punishments, you know, like with the Alastair I and mean, the other guys when I fought them, I said, "Can I put a clause in my contract saying if he's cheating, you know?" And they still gave the guy, you know, the benefits, even an IV when he wasn't allowed one. You know, it just, it's just a piss take. It's just, it's just a, it's just the rubbish, man. You know, it's, um, you're not setting the right example. And uh, you know, when you get to the top here, all you get is more cheaters, more money-hungry grubs, is what you get.
0: Well, you know, the sport is going in many different directions now. You know, there's the entertainment factor, there's the. It needs to go in the right direction. Yeah.
1: It needs to go in the direction of being clean and legitimate, not fucking, uh, you know, not who's got the biggest fucking uh, needle up the ass. and I mean, shucks.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: You know, I- I said many times about enforcing punishments or taking away all their, their money because you don't make no, once they're making no money, then they get no, they can't buy their, their, their doctors to pay for their shit. You know, so anyway, yeah. um, I let the lawyers take care of that. I, every time I speak about the lawsuit and drugs, it makes me angry because, you know, um, people say it's business. It's, it's not fucking business. It's my fucking, it's people's personal and it's their fucking lives. Motherfuckers just don't get it.
0: Yeah, man. You're speaking the truth 100%. People lose
1: uh, could, uh, you know, get really bad injuries from, from this sort of shit. <laughs> you know, it's, it's no joke. Yeah. You know, it isn't, it isn't, isn't it something to play around with the people's lives, especially when they got, you know, dependents to look after and things like this, you know? I mean, it's already a hard enough sport, especially at the top end, to, to be in. You know? um, But, I mean, I think the cowards just uh, take it to the next level by just cheating and you know, running the court and saying, oh, "I'll risk it. I'll risk it if I can get if I can get away with it." Doing it's sweet. you know, I really said my piece about this. Uh, what we should do with cheaters and contracts and everything, and um, you know, I don't know why they're not going with that. Um, you know, we have to try and force their hand by taking going to court and doing these things when we shouldn't have to. You know, ain't no fucking uh. Hey man, we'll just do a. We'll go. We have to put them through the system and usado, and then put them give them a fine and then a couple of years ban. Fuck that, man. That's not even high, harsh enough penalties, you know, for losing an eye or fucking something like that. It's, it's, it's actually, it's actually, you know, preposterous. It's rubbish. It's really, it truly is. You uh, know, you know. Hopefully, one day things can change. You know, hopefully, this uh, lawsuit and these other things change this this way. These they do these things, especially with um with, with fighting and and the penalties with drug drug cheats te- and um and things like that. Make it more legitimate, is what I say. Yeah, it will
0: definitely yeah. make it more legitimate. It will make it more of a. I mean, sport. at the end of the,
1: I mean, at the end of the, it's a, it's a company about making money. But fuck it, uh, but, uh, you know, it's not like they're gonna take their shit with them. Motherfucker's gonna die like everyone else. What are you gonna What are you gonna do when you're taking? I mean, you gotta take your shit with you. You're dead. You got nothing. You're coming to this world with nothing, and they will go with fucking nothing. <laughs> you can't take a fucking Ferrari with you. Ha ha ha! Motherfuckers.
0: Anyway, let's go out on a positive note. Yeah. I know you're into gaming, you're down there gaming a lot, streaming on Twitch. Is that a so, second career you're trying to start?
1: Yeah, no, I've been gaming since I was a child, you know, it was a form of escape for me and I've been gaming sometimes I didn't go to training because I was <laughs> too fat to just uh go and train, I'd just sit and fucking game all day and night long and you know, my wife would say, What the why aren't you training? Oh, I'm sick. There's another eight hours going to gaming, so You know, we're starting um, the EFL, which is kicking off in London. Uh, Me and Ben 10 are the main event for it. And uh, we're starting with the old uh, old six old fighting games, Street Fighter, Tekken. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm a big Counter-Strike player. I've been playing for years. My account's like 20 years old. I'm not that good at it. I'm okay, but I'm not a pro. But um, it's it's one of my – gaming is one of my things that I love. You know, I think sometimes I I do it too much times instead of, you know, my wife says, why don't you fucking go and do something? Um, you know. But uh, you know, my uh, my son, I'm getting into gaming. He wants to be a gamer. He's ten. Well, both my sons love gaming, but my ten year old wants to be a-, a gamer, and so we're going to launch it off in the uh, in the EFL in London. Um. So you know, look out for that coming uh, coming at you soon. I'm I'm really excited about that. It's uh, you know, we have a lot of um things happening with the gaming and um the industry of gaming is huge. As you really, probably already know, and uh, I just love gaming. I love uh, just yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not a nerd. I just wow. Well, I'm a gaming nerd. I love gaming. I'm a gaming player. Not not all of us gamers uh sit behind a computer and uh, keyboard warrior people. I mean I keyboard warrior people too. But I I'm actually a professional athlete on the side. <laughs> you know I'd like to be a pro gamer one day. Um, but you know right now I just stick to uh, getting beat up for a living. Um, while I can. But by the time I get too old, uh, you know, I'll leave the game and uh, you know on my terms when I'm ready. this you know, just, just uh, business thinking of throw me out. And I'll throw it out before it throws me out, <laughs> and I'll go and start doing um what I love to do also, which is gaming. So something new. Uh, well, not new for me. People think it's new that I that I just come uh, for gaming, but I've been gaming for a long, long time. Couldn't really say that. But you know, my my uh, Counter Strike, I've got a forty thousand dollar inventory on my Counter Strike accounts. So. <laughs> Which isn't really good to say because people just get really angry at you. That why are you spending money on pixels? Well, well, motherfucker, because you, know, you might spend money on cars and fucking turbos and boats and whatever. I can spend money on pixels, okay? It's my thing. So, you know, I love it. I love gaming and, um, you know, I can be me on there. Well, not me, but as you know uh counter strikes you get people get really toxic on me and you know you can square whatever you want and then know who you want (laughs) and it's fun you know so you know
0: that's awesome man uh mark thank you for your time and uh good luck on the rest of your career you know everybody's gonna be watching and uh good luck on the lawsuit and everything that's going on in your life man
1: hey man it is what it is and that's how life takes it but you know thanks for your time and appreciate it man uh Hopefully we change things in the future for the future for the kids and the boys and the girls that do start MMA and you know help them out by giving them a good start by making it fair, making an even playing field. Not uh not a cheating playing field to make more money. So, you know. Much, to, much love to everyone, all your viewers. What's up, you know, support the cause, man. We gotta get behind the the even playing field, man, and kick out these freaking cheaters. All right, man, thanks for the time.